Good morning, good morning, everyone. Here is Maria Marianov on the podcast, The Millionaire of the Diamonds. If you're joining us for the very first time, I'm, I, I am in a multi-level marketing business for the last 38 years, coach and mentor. And we decided about a year and a half ago to just bring uh, to a podcast some success uh, strategies, uh, techniques, methods to help everyone succeed and and level up and be the best version of themselves every single day. We know that that has to be intentional. On Mondays and Fridays, Mon on Mondays and Tuesdays, we have Jean-Philippe Jacques and Sabrina that talk about the big dreams. Right now, they're covering the book, Five Big Dreams. On Wednesdays, it's the four of us, Marie-Pierre, Maria, myself, Jean-Philippe, and Sabrina, where we cover how to jump into action. Because yes, we have a dream, but then there's part two, where we have to jump into action. And Thursdays and Fridays, oh my God, I think this is the tough part of the week, Marie-Pia. What do you think? It's developing the right habits that make us successful. What happens is everybody wants to dream big. Everybody is dreaming big, but then do we have the discipline to have the habits that bring, bring us to achieving those dreams that we have. So Peter Smith, a VP of Hershey Company said, when I look back and think of all the training events that shaped my knowledge and very importantly, my values and principles. So what this, what's, what Stephen Covey says is when you develop your values and your principles, then your success will be long-term. He says, Mr. Peter, I always think back to that one week in 1987 when I attended the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People workshop with Stephen Covey himself personally as my trainer. What a powerhouse. He was, without a doubt in my mind, the most fascinating fascinating trainer I have ever had in my entire, entire life. It has been the one training event that made that one single biggest contribution to shaping my professional and my personal life. So Marie-Pierre and I are doing the book. This is not my first time around this book, but I, I truly, truly encourage you. And I will repeat it. Yes, I will repeat it every time to go get the book yourself, be intentional about reading it in bite sizes. I always say, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Stephen Covey's book, The, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, is very, very deep. It's miles and miles deep. It is not something you're going to be able to read in a month or in a week and say, oh, yes, I, I got this. No, here I am 38 years later. I still don't got it. I have some of it, but I still don't have all of it. So it's a yes, the podcast, but get the book, read it, reread it, take notes. Remember what I hear, I forget. Okay. Take notes, apply it, apply it, and teach by the example of your results of applying this book. So as you change your life, as you change your life around you, people will also be changing. Like a lot of times we're looking out there for the problem when the problem is in the mirror. And for me to be able to change the world that surrounds me, it begins with me changing what's inside. A lot of people look at lives of successful people and we say, oh, I admire that family. I admire that individual. I admire that organization. 
And we forget that the reason we admire those families, those organizations, is because they are solid principle-based. They admire such personal strength. And most importantly, Marie-Pierre, the word I love to use a lot, they admire the maturity. Now, you you know me, Marie-Pierre, and a lot of times, you know, I look immature. Well, you need to keep your child heart to always keep in aiming big and always have that awe, like always being in awe as a child in front of, of a new challenge. But at the same time, it requires a lot of maturity a lot of maturity to work on character traits and not personality traits because personality traits are only one inch deep. They flash, they shine. And remember, all that shine is not gold. And most importantly, what people admire is is the fact that it's long lasting. When people, when I say to people, I've been in Tupperware for 38 years, the first thing that comes out of their mind at mouths is how did you do it? You've got to be relentless. You've got to be focused and you need to have a clear goal. And then they ask me, well, do you have some tricks to share with me? You see, they think it's about a trick. They think it's about a technique when in reality, all it is, it's about long-term investment every single day. Christina, you're with me today. It's like raising our children. You know, the result of my son today is a 29 year process. So if somebody would ask me, how did you develop your son? I said, well, it started from the day he was born. We loved him and we nurtured him to develop his character, to develop the values in his life. And a lot of people are just looking for what I call the diet approach lifestyle. What is a diet approach lifestyle? It's temporary. It's not a, a way that is changed. So as soon as people get off a diet, boom, again, they regain the weight. So for a short time, skills and techniques may appear to work, but all they are is a band-aid approach. It's a quick fix because the real problem remains and eventually new problems will appear. The more people are into quick fixes, as we see in the 21st century, the more they are adding oil to the problem, the problem being the fire they're living right now in, in their lives. You see? The way, the way I see the problem is the problem. Just yesterday, I was speaking with one of my directors and she says, oh, you know, Maria, everybody's advancing. I'm not advancing. And, 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 and again, I, 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 I'm seeing and I'm hearing somebody that thinks the problem is out there. No, the way I see my problem of my personal team not advancing is the problem in itself. Look again. At the cons- look, look again at the concerns that in- that are introduced in this chapter, where is personality ethic thinking versus character ethic thinking? And I know a lot of you that are listening right now, you're saying, oh, I'm a little bit confused. What do you mean? So Marie-Pierre, give us a few examples of personality ethic thinking versus character ethic thinking, please. Yes, yeah, so my name is Marie-Pierre, I'm 30 years old, <laughs> I'm in the MLM for now 6 years and I love it because I can really develop myself every day and with the podcast even more so I can really learn something new every day and to uh, send it to someone else, I know that that's the way to master everything that I read because if you just read you will forget 
if you write notes when you read, you will remember, but the only way to master is to teach some, somebody else. So yes, I love the podcast for that. So I have six examples of common life problem and I want you to remember maybe in the past if you had that problem, how did you rea react and now as of today, how would you react? So Maria, I know that maybe it's something that you will play with me this morning. So it's really I, easy in the past Marie Pierre or now AOB. Yeah. I think we have uh, Youssef. Is he on Podbeam with us? Just have to call and he will play with us. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll let him play on Zoom. Okay. Because I want everybody on Zoom to play with us. Okay. It's, it's a question and we need to answer. And you need to be sincere. Like, don't, don't answer what you'd like to be. You answer what you are, okay? Take it away, Marie-Pierre. Yeah, so Youssef is now with us on Podbean too. <laughs> so if you, if you want to just say hi. Hi, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Youssef, the Verizon commercial. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Can you hear, can me, you now? hear me now? <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so the first example is financial crisis. So maybe in the past you lost your job or maybe you lost uh, an investment. So my question is, how did you react to that financial mess? So if you ever had a financial crisis in the past, so A, did you blame the economy, your, uh, your boss or anything else around you? Or B, look at your choices and your mindset. Youssef, I'm waiting yeah, for your answer. It's my, it's, it's my answer. Okay, it's my turn. Oh. <laughs> I, I make it even a worse crisis by getting involved even more and more and more because I didn't want to let go and I thought that I could do something better and I kept on going and going and going until it was destroyed completely. Whose fault was it? The economy it or fault. yours? My fault. Okay. Yeah. okay. Now I'm proud of Youssef. He answered <laughs> the right way. <laughs> I love it, Marie-Pia. Okay. I'll choose B. <laughs> but Youssef, what do, what do most people do in North America? They resort they, to... They, I think they choose A because it's faster. And it's just the, the one that, re, that re, releases the, the, the pain and everything in the moment. But for the future, it doesn't. And this is the problem because it's going to cause more pain and more problems later on. Yeah. And statistics have shown that we are right now the in North America highest consuming um, society of pills such as antidepressants, anxiety pills, uh, sleep pills. And the list goes on and on and on and on. We're always looking for the Band-Aid effect instead of life change, lifestyle changes. Yeah. Exactly.
it depends on the situation. It's like uh, <laughs> it, it it depends on the situation. If there is if, if if there's a way of communication, then we should make it happen and see where is the problem and try to fix it both of us together if we can communicate. But if we've reached the point that there's no communication and everything is getting uh, out of hand and it's always in the negative vibes and negative energy, you should find someone else. Okay. I, I like your answer. How about if, okay, Yusuf, we're going to back it up. How about if I look at why I entered into the relationship with this person when right away, day one, there was a red flag. I'm going to tell you a quick story, okay? So I'm, I'm what, 19 years old. I got invited, never had a boyfriend before. I got invited for a a quick lunch, if you want, by a young man who was interested. And we sat down on Maisonneuve, like Maisonneuve and Crescent. There was a little corner cafe. We sat down. Um, the waitress had not even come to get the order yet. And all of a sudden, I get up and I decide I'm leaving. And the young man says, I, I don't get you, Yusef. He says to me, I don't get you. I won't even mention his name in case he listens, okay? <laughs> he says, I don't get you. I said, well... Let me put it this way. It's, it's here where I already, as I'm preparing the podcast every day for you guys, I realized that already at a very, 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 very young age, Yusef, I had maturity. I'm still, a, I'm still like a child. I, get a, I, I allow myself to be impressed and amazed like a child. But maturity is different. Because what happened in those 10 minutes prior to probably the waitress that would eventually have come and served us, he said something stupid. You see, Yusef? Okay. And with what he said there, so my friend Carmela back then, she's passed away. She said, yeah, but you didn't give him a chance. I said, you don't give chances when <clears throat> the first 10 words out of his mouth didn't match my values. Yes. So the question again remains, relationships that have gone sour, marriages that have gone sour, family issues, the problem is who? It's me. It's me. Because if I would have stayed there and I would have played it politely and let the waitress come and let and then tried out the relationship, it wouldn't it. Yeah. Then Yusuf, instead of having cut it off in the first 10 minutes, it could have lasted 10 years, maybe a baby along the way. So remember, the way, the way you see the problem is the problem. Will we have the maturity before entering into something? Because once I decided to marry Mohammed Youssef with all the adversity, I made my bed, I slept in it, and I made sure it worked. Because whenever something didn't work with Mohammed, it was never his fault. I looked at what I could do to change that around. So me and Mohammed are very different. I'm like more, everything that needed to be done is done yesterday. And my husband is more like, if I can do it tomorrow, why do it today? Two personalities, neither either of us is right or wrong. But if that aspect of his character upsets me, then the way I see the problem is the problem. Then I hire somebody to do something I wanted done yesterday. And 35, Four years later, I still call him my James Bond. You get it, guys? Yeah. The problem is always me. Okay, continue, Marie-Pierre. Okay, perfect. Example number four about teamwork. So maybe you look at your team and say, oh, they don't work the way I wanted them to. So what is your solution? A, 
to say, okay, I will give them something so big that yes, they will do exactly what I want. Or B, I will look at what I can do to be an inspiration for my team. I choose B. Yes. Yes. And every time you said, every time people say to me, uh, my workers don't work, uh, I feel they're not committed, I feel they're not loyal. In my mind, I'm always saying the problem is not them. <laughs> the problem is you. And I'll cover that in a few minutes. Excellent. Yes. Example number five, if you are feeling stressed, like there's never enough time to do all the things that you want to do. So what is the solution? So A, Look for a book or a seminar on time management to find the perfect solution. Or B, to look at how I see my time and what is my paradigm about work and time. It's B. Ah, excellent. And I'm going to cover that in a few minutes, okay? <laughs> I love it. And the last example is about failure. So if you experience any failure in any area of your life, maybe your work, maybe about the skill that you want to uh, have uh, about communication, any failure. So what is the solution? A, to find excuses and, and blame everyone else <laughs> or B, to look at it as an opportunity to learn something new. I'll, I'll just say something because for me, failure is a part of success. If I don't fail, I'll never succeed. So it's a part of the game. I have to fail so I can learn and so I can get to where I want to get to the, the, the last point of success. I have to fail several times because other than that, I'll never learn. I'll never be able to see what's wrong and what's right. So I'll go with B for sure. Absolutely. And what I tell my kids, Yusuf, all the time and everybody listening to me, have you failed today? Because if you have not failed today, you haven't done anything. Exactly. I encourage everyone to fail many times every single day and look back at the failure with, with a learning opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Marie-Pierre, what's your conclusion after these six common life problems? I will answer you with a quote of Albert Einstein. <laughs> so the quote says, the significant problem we face cannot be solved at the same level of thinking we were at when we created them. Because you have to develop yourself to be able to uh, solve the problem. So you, you, you are, yes, the, the responsible person of the problem. So you have to develop yourself to solve it. So, of course, you want to have problem to uh, develop yourself every day. Thank you, Marie-Pierre. So if I re would recap quickly, okay. Personality ethic is telling me, take dramatic action. The employees or my team is not working. Make heads roll. Set someone as an example. Marie-Pierre, you know, like in Tupperware in January, they set one of our top directors as, a, as an example. But was that really a character ethic solution? Or was it a personality ethic solution making somebody that's not responsible head roll? I say, my friends, it was a personality ethic solution because the source of the problem was not that person we fired. The source of the problem was that person who was hired. How was the person who hired her or him, how did they train? Did they feel, you know, did they feel appreciated? Okay, the, the, you know, the, your employees, let's say. Uh, 
are you going to start saying things like, I'm just going to hire somebody, somebody new, replace them? Do you have this mentality of, oh, I'm going to hire a motivational trainer and get them to commit? Oh, I'm going to find a new plan. I'm going to send them to planning school. I'm going to find a new seminar. This is all personality ethic telling you a band-aid effect versus, wait a second, I'm the leader here. I'm the, the, the manager here. I'm the owner here. Are they feeling appreciated, my employees? Are they feeling that I'm listening to them? Are they feeling that they're part of a bigger common good together? See, what I'm proposing or what Stephen Covey is proposing in, in, the, in the character ethic uh, paradigm is long, takes time, takes actual caring, takes actual applying of the golden rule. Okay. Uh, how about, how about if we look at our marriage? Okay. And the marriage is on the rocks. Okay. My spouse isn't the problem. Understanding love is a verb. Like ladies and gentlemen, understanding love, the word love is a verb. That means that I choose to love my husband. I don't, People want to fall in love. They want to feel that spark. Guys, that spark is felt in the beginning. After that, you work together as a partnership, okay? And we we need to offset each other's strengths and weaknesses. And to be able to call somebody who's your husband, your James Bond, after 34 years, it's a choice I made. I elevate my husband in public. I praise him in public. So he rises to the expectation. Or do you want to do personality ethic where you just slam him in, in, in public? Or you, when you're alone with him, you keep harping at what's wrong with him without realizing that you too, like if he's a camel and he has two lumps on his back, you forget that you too are a camel and you have two lumps on your back because nobody is perfect. Nobody is perfect. How about those people? I'm too busy, Marie Pierre. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. Again, they go take they go take another time managing cl class. They try to figure out where the problem is out there. No, the problem is me. I talk too much for nothing. Like every time you're opening your mouth during the day, ask yourself what exactly did I put as hot air into the environment. What exactly did I say? Could I have said it in less time? Okay. Am I busy doing busy work or actually doing productive work? Am I organized or am I disorganized? So it's not that I have too much work. It's rather the way I'm looking at what I'm doing. Whether people see it or not, Many are becoming very disillusioned with, with empty promises based on personality ethic. Last night, Marika, we had an amazing training by Jean-Philippe Jacques. I mean, he just blew my mind when he trained on social media, whatever. But there I was sitting and I'm saying how many of nearly a thousand people on our Zoom actually understood that what Jean-Philippe was saying is going to take two years. I think 99% of the audience we had last night don't realize that although the training was amazing, like you said to me, Yusef, there's one word that made me believe in what you were offering me for social media is when you said the honest, the honest sentence, Maria, it's going to take time 
you know, we're going to get started on social media, working, you know, your personal, you know, uh, Facebook, whatever. But remember, it's a long process. And there's something else you said that really hit home that made me think of maybe hiring you is when you said, and th this was kind of the, the closer. And remember, you have to be constant because if a day you do it and a day you don't, it's like you're starting all over again. I said, ah, this is maturity. This is what we fail to teach people because we're all ethic. We're all personality ethic based, one inch deep, mile wide. We're making people believe that success is overnight. You know, it, it isn't. It isn't. It isn't. Yes, there's a lot of money to be made right now with the social media market and everything. But understand this. It's long term thinking of leaders and of executives that actually will work in the 21st century. So pretty much as a leader right now, I get really turned off with people trying to psych up other people, motivational speakers with nothing to offer than fun stories. You know, you hear a great motivational speaker, he's giving you a whole bunch of stories, they're making you laugh, but they're, it's empty, it's empty. There's no value. We want substance. We want processes. Okay, you need to give people a step by step plan and co and guide them and coach them and mentor them in the step by step plan. We want to solve chronic problems. We don't want to put a, a bandaid. We want to focus on the principles that bring long term lasting results. And again, I say as Maria Mariano, 38 years in my MLM, 34 years married to Mohammed, mother of three children, sister, daughter. And an in-law, I tell you, Rome was not built in a day or a week or a year. This, this city, the most visited in the world still today, was built with centuries and centuries and centuries of work. Please get the book, read it, write, implement, and teach by example. Work within yourself because the way I see the problem is the problem. And most importantly, in your day-to-day, -day, use the golden rule. When Marie-Pierre covered part of the Ten Commandments, remember, a universal rule. It doesn't matter which religion you are from. The golden rule is the rule. You will be living your best life. You will be jumping out of bed. Even if you got two hours sleep, you're going to be jumping out of bed before the alarm rings because you are on your X, your X, you know, X factor. You are on your X and you're living your dream life with a mission. So I wish you best of luck. Your exercise this weekend, okay, Yusef, are you ready? Your exercise this weekend is to choose your three top things that you need to win better if you want to achieve the next level. Some of us might be um, getting a house, a, a cleaner house. Some of us might be talking less. Some of us might be uh, learning more, maybe intentionally reading something that will develop my character, but try to figure out three things, three things you can better in 2021 to change your trajectory in the weeks, the months, and the years to come. Love you guys. Off to the French. Bye, Joan.